This is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn on your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go. Welcome to Rock Out Loud. It's the Rockinest podcast in the Goliverse, indeed in the land, as we say. And we are glad to have you along with us. My name is Steve Glosson, and I'm glad to be here along with you on this episode that promises to be a little bit of fun. I do indeed believe um, as we get into this show where we are going to celebrate the music of, um, well, of it's honestly one of the last shows that I considered appointment television that I had to be in front of the TV to watch because by the time this show was over, um, we were into the DVR world, we were into Hulu, we were into streaming and all that stuff. And so this is one of the last shows I remember like just absolutely knowing that on Tuesday nights initially, then Wednesday nights, and then ultimately, I think it ended up being a Friday night deal. Um, I was there. I was in front of the television watching at first the WB, then the CW, and um, and there we were. And I, it's not just me. Listen, it, this the fandom for this show is what brought you this show. The fandom for Smallville is what brought you this show, because without Smallville, um, one co-host of mine would not never have listened to me listened to the big honking show started participating in the goliverse and ultimately doing this podcast with me ladies and gentlemen she is the rock and his chicken land it's Kristen in jersey what's going on Kristen? hi everybody i've never been more hyped for anything in my life and how do we do everybody how do we do oh Listen, I I, uh, I I put that intro together just before we um just before we went on the air. I did that for you, Kristen. My heart soared. I was like, <laughs> ah! I like squealed. I was dancing. Well, you know, I we had to do something. You know, th- listen, that th- that show, the the Smallville show, as it were, um, was was marked by the by the uh, by, by that intro, like. I don't credits. know. Like when I think of opening credits of shows, is Smallville the last show to have really great opening credits? You know, because around this same time is when everyone went to just title card done. You know, yeah, um, yeah because they they had scenes and they always had scenes from the season and like previous seasons. It always evolved every yes. season. So yeah. Each time a new premiere would happen, you'd be like, "What are the credits going to be?" Like right. I remember always being excited for <laughs> the new season and the new credits. Right. Yes, and uh, yeah, that was uh, now season two. No, you know, season two they added uh, uh, John Glover, so they added um, Lionel Luther into the credits yep. in, in the season two. And so that was the only real change that was made. But then season three was a lot different, you know, and they would, they'd have, um, 
they would have images from uh, the the upcoming season, at least the first couple of episodes, you know, or stuff from the prior season. It was like, oh, I remember that. That was so awesome. Um, and and it would just get you pumped, like the little the little cold opening, you know, the teaser, as it were, the stinger, and then right into that meteor shower in Smallville, and oh, somebody. Uh, so perfect. So Remy Zero. You know, that just just good stuff. So um but yeah, you mentioned this and and look, we're gonna it's gonna be a in in a lot of ways a musical journey, ladies and gentlemen, on this show tonight. And Kristen just mentioned this right out of the gate. Um in what is probably one of the funnier moments from Smallville uh at all. Oh, stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it was it, you know, that that episode Fortune was it, it wasn't the was it the last episode before the finale? No, I think that was I think it was like 17 out of 22. I think there was a few left, I okay. think. Yeah, because um it, it I, I remember it being very close. I, I know it was close to the end. Episode 15. I was close. Was it that early in the season? I thought it I literally in my mind thought it was like the last episode but i just remember i know that this was kind of like the last little breath of laughter and and silliness that we'd have on that show um booster was kind of that yep then you had all that i mean you had to deal with you know the big the big bad then it was Mm -hmm. like okay we can't be happy we have to fight the darkness now (laughs) but i i guess this is the last time the whole group was together on screen at one time um, or the yeah. or the ensemble as we knew it at that point, uh, you know, Emil and Tess and um, Chloe, Oliver, all of them, Chloe. Oliver. Yeah, they were all kind of in it together for the first time, for the last time, really. You know, the the rest of the show, what we would see is, you know, they they were all kind of split up doing their own thing mostly. I was a hard and this isn't the actual scene, but you know. They apparently got into some kryptonite lace booze or something, as I recall. Yes. <laughs> and so it's basically the hangover episode. There's a monkey and everything. And and we meet up with those uh, with Tess and Emil doing this song. Oh, and and that what I love is that, I mean they did the whole tropey thing where it was one night, but all of a sudden these two are just so famous at this little bar, like yep. they're the they're the talk of the bar, and so but that, yeah that was, whoo, and then they would rip your heart out um, in in this show too. You would laugh and you would you would you would turn around and, and just be crying. Like I one of the songs that well you know what well Kristen did you watch this show from the outset like. Were you there uh-huh. for the pilot? Okay. <laughs> yep, I did. I, I remember I watched it with my grandma the wow. night it premiered. Um, and we just loved it. And like we were totally caught and like gripped in this like the fandom of Smallville. Like we both loved it. I mean, it didn't hurt that Tom Welling was like such a babe. Yeah. Um, but it was such a good show. The music obviously drew me in. I mean, that's why we're kind of, you know, here talking about it tonight. But uh, such a good show. And then as it went along, like, 
it was I, it was a fun show because it could actually develop like even in seasons that aren't my favorite like season seven season six like there are still episodes in there and moments in those seasons that you're like this is incredible that a show was allowed to last this long because let's be real like shows weren't necessarily getting saved if they got canceled like back then on the wb right 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 yeah there were plenty of years where like you didn't know like is smallville coming back we don't know we don't know so I'm happy that they finally got to have their ending in 10 great seasons. Yeah, you. that was the thing about this show is like, I, I feel like, especially um, after the sixth season, and, and I can't remember if the original, if the creators left after that sixth season or if it was the seventh season when they left. But, you know, by the time you get to season seven, Lana is leaving and she was a staple of the show. Yep. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum, Lex Luthor, oh. who was, you know, was key to the show's success. He was he was on the way out. He was gone. And I just remember saying every season, you know, season or, or through the seasons eight and nine, I'm like, well, this is probably it. This is probably it. This is probably it. And they finally said, you know, going into 10th season, this is the final season of Smallville. And it had to be, you yeah. know, uh, when you got down to the end of season five, where you had, um, where you had like Metropolis in ruin, you know, because Zod had shown up in, in the form of Lex Luthor. Um, then, you know, I, I remember saying to my friends, this is not a this is not a, a, a Clark Kent show anymore. This has got to be a Superman show from here on out. And it really took them, a, a, you know, a moment in that sixth season to find their to find their way and everything. Um, I felt like. But yeah, but you did end up with some good stuff, like you say. You ended, you did have some good moments in season six. You had some really powerful things, and I, you know, one of those things, and one of the things I hated about season six was Lex and Lana getting together. That there was so much time wasted. Like I did not mind the character of Lana, especially in the early seasons. But when they started making it where it was like, okay, we're spending all this time on like a Clark, Lex, and Lana triangle. Right. I'm like, I don't. We don't need this. Yeah, There's and, a lot of other stuff you could be doing. And I almost feel like it didn't get played out as well as it could have. Yes. Because when you watch them hook up, when you watch Lex and Lana hook up, like there should have been an undertone of Lex like it was all about getting at Clark by having uh-huh. Lana. And, and that never really was there. I never no, really. It, it almost felt the opposite way, where yeah. like Lana was like, "Oh, I'm playing Lex," and I'm like, "No, mm-hmm. like I don't like yeah, that." Yeah, but th- when they hooked up, and and of course Oliver comes to town, and so it's he and Lois, you know, mm-hmm. falling for one another. The that whole that whole episode where there was like the costume party and everything, I forget what the name of that yes. episode was. But at the end of it, that's when Lex and Lana are officially getting together, and and Lois is made Marion and Oliver's dressed up as Robin Hood. And the, and she has the whole thing. He's like, can I get a kiss? And she's like, well, I'll tell you what, if you can hit that can over there with your bow and arrow, you know, I'll kiss I'm you. I'm yours. <laughs> and and so he shoots the arrow and, and quote unquote misses, says good night to Lois. And then the camera pans over and there's the, the tab from the can spinning on the arrow. Where yeah, it's, with a, and he has like that cheeky grin. Yeah. Yeah. That, that Justin Hartley grin. And um and this is playing while all that's going on. And it's like, my gosh. And that whole show, that whole episode ends with Clark alone, of course, in his barn. And this song is called Ache. 
And it's like, oh my gosh, like it just absolutely. The thing is, there's. Isn't this strange? Sing it, James Carrington. <laughs> the way things can change. And of course, you know, our friends at Smallville's, at Starkville House of L had him on the show and everything. Um,. And, uh, and, and, but yeah, this, that song was just one of those, it's like, it just would kill you. And that's one of those that you just immediately download because like, oh, I feel this so much. Um, you know, (laughs) I need to feel this and I feel sad and lonely. And the, and the other thing is, is, is I noticed today as I'm going through and, and kind of narrowing down some of my choices. And then over the past few days, as I've been kind of going through and, and revisiting some of this stuff, Kristen, there's music that. I absolutely love the song in the context of the show, mm-hmm. but would never have it outside of that context. Oh, 100%. You mean the entirety of my Smallville playlist on my <laughs> iTunes? <laughs> Basically. Like the only reason that there's music I have in my iTunes that the only reason it exists in my music collection is because it was in Smallville. One hundred percent. I yeah. would never know who uh huh uh huh her was ever. <laughs> Thanks, Smallville. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> the other thing I noticed is, man, in those latter seasons, they love some Depeche Mode. There's like four or five times they use Depeche Mode songs. Um, well, they as it got darker too, and like it was crazy because once it started to get darker, and also once they didn't have budget, you started to get all of these like really good, sad, moody songs. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, Smallville, like yeah, it's about Superman, but let's be real, it's a very emo Superman, and like you know, there's always brooding all up in the feels, so it's perfect for that. Right. Right. Exactly. And and so that's that's what I'm saying. Like some of this stuff. Just, it would have not have, it, no, you know, no, nope, nope, nope. Um, so, uh, but some of it, though, I was very familiar with, because every now and again, they would hit right there in the zeitgeist and play some super popular music. And, um, and I want to go ahead and get into some of our honorable mentions. One of those is uh, one such song, and, and it's played at the very end of the pilot oh. episode, and it's called Everything. And it's by Lifehouse. Um, and uh, this song, I mean, it was perfect. Where the, the, the placement in the show was perfect because, you know, the, what we've learned in this first episode, in this pilot episode is Clark Kent's special. He's got these powers. Um, he loves Lana. Uh, she is dating the, you know, the, the quarterback who Clark would obviously be able to take and he's been picked on and and so he wears a kryptonite necklace. Which yes, is unattainable so he, in some way. He cannot get close to her exactly. More, more than just unattainable because of who she's dating. She's unattainable because she's literally wearing the one thing that makes Clark sick. And so it ends with him in his barn, you know, just kind of staring out. Well, let's be honest, Thanks little creepy. Dance, yeah, little creepy looking at the old, uh, looking out the old telescope across the field at Lana's house. But um, but when you look like Tom Welling, I mean, I guess it's okay. Well, yeah, you know. You forgive it, I guess. But, you know, like freshman, he was a freshman in high school. Clark's a freshman in high school. You know, those are boys trying to figure out what is going on. And, and I, you know, and it wasn't, they made, they took something that should be totally creepy and made it not creepy. Yeah. You know. It was just sincere. Like you felt, you felt for him in that moment. 
like you were just like oh like we've all been there you've all had that person that's unattainable in some way that you just pine for yeah especially when you're you know a freshman in high school come oh, on oh sure yeah yeah <laughs> with hormones blazing yeah um you know so you just so so they're playing this song as as he's going through all that stuff and it ends with this and like this song i hate with a passion I said when I put it on my honorable mentions, I was like, I'm keeping this off. It's such a major moment, but I feel like you might pick it. And you were like, nope, hate it. I hate this song because this song, Lifehouse is apparently a Christian band. Or at least they claim to be back then. I don't know if they still do or not. I don't know what their deal is. But the minute something in, when you're a Christian and you're in the church and there's something that has some crossover appeal to it, you know, where non-church people are like all about it, you're like, this is the greatest thing ever, you know, like <laughs> this world's colliding in wonderful ways, and now I can, now I can be spiritual and cool at the same time. That never happens, and and so I was getting this mess played by my kids at church, and I was hearing this mess on the radio, and you're hearing this mess now on Smallville, in the very first episode of a show that I'm like, this is Superman supposed to be, but you know, here we go. It's you're all I want. Oh, when and, he kicks in, yeah, pans away from him. Can I say though, like I do love, like I love that, like the showrunners knew that this was such a big song, yeah, because they bring it back in season ten too yes. when they go to yes. homecoming and they and Clark and Lois start to dance and that's when they cut the music. Mm-hmm. And I loved that. Like I know some people were upset because they were like, oh my god, like why can't Clark and Lois like ever have their moment? And it's like, but yeah, but that's not their song, right? Right. They need to have like their own song, their yeah. own moment. So, yeah, I I love that you know they brought that back around. They did so many good little payoffs in season ten. I felt, and that was one of like the really big ones for me. Well, you had people running the show by then that had been fans of the show as well as worked on the show for several years, and they were also like at that point, just about everything they were doing was for the fans. Mm-hmm. So you know. For better or worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then here goes the pan away from the barn. So yeah, you um you know you you brought that one up as a as you said as a as a um honorable mention because you thought I might do that but I just I there's some songs that are just played out and and you know in my life and that if I never hear them again that'll be fine you know unless it's in <laughs> unless it's in the context of Smallville then yeah. you know then okay I'll I'll give it a you know then then of course I'll pay attention to it but um but this show you know it knew how to make you feel for these characters Yes. And and they would use music a lot of times to do that. And one of those times, and, and look, I'm just going to tell you straight up, and I told you this before we got started, I have not heard this song since the series finale of Smallville. And I've not watched the series finale of Smallville since the series finale of Smallville aired. Really? Truly, truly. Ten years. So what? Ten years? Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. 
I just, it's one of those things I packed away and I put up and I just haven't gone back. I've started to do rewatches here and there. Derek and I started to kind of do, to go back and and hit the seasons that were never on the Starkville House of L show. Um, you know, but it just never stuck. And, and today, especially as I was going through and finalizing some of my picks and stuff, um, I thought I really should do a rewatch of this show. Um, Same. I, I think Same. it'll be good. Yeah. So, um, but this is Breathe Again. And now this is the song, is this the song that's playing as they're about to walk down the aisle? Or is this the song with the door? Scene? So what? the piano like the music is from the scene with the door okay. like the instruments but when lois walks in and everybody's taking pictures of her and she sees clark's out at the aisle and she just has this like look on her face like oh my god and then the what hand do I do? Oh. And she turns to like run like almost like run away and you just it pans to clark grabbing her hand and the yes. song starts playing and i lose <laughs> i lose it tears incredible he gives her that little smile mm-hmm. this is um Whoa, what just happened here? This is um this is Sarah how do you say her last name? Borellis. Borellis, thank you. Sarah Borellis, and this is Breathe Again. It all came right back to me there. Good <laughs> night. That is just like I'm. I'm telling you what. Like I, I know, I know, I know, I know that you know the whole Lois thing was very controversial amongst Smallville fandom. I don't know if you remember that or not, Kristen. Yeah. Um, you had you Smallville fandom became toxic fandom before that was ever a term. One. 100% yes. And it was all because of the shippers and stuff. And then there were the yep. there were the Cloisters, there Clark. were the Clarks, you know. <laughs> and I remember like Lana's. I remember on Smallville on Starkville House of L and shoot, Derek went off. We went off on it. And that's where this is dumb. You are dumb. I am through. 
came from because like <laughs> the people were like sending us hate email for the fact that we wanted Clark and Lois to be together because that's how it happens. You know, that's, that's their destiny. That's canon. <laughs> right. That's canon. Come on. Um, <laughs> but dude, when they, when they got to that scene in the finale and when he grabs her hand, like that's the, the so many things came out of that because Derek and some other guys had actually driven to Georgia and we were at my house watching it and filming everything. Like, I think we might have done the first reaction video on the internet. You know, like there was we posted yes! we posted our reactions of the show. You and, guys both reached for the TV. Yes, yes, <laughs> and it was like, but I was like, "Don't you turn that lamp on?" Because we were kind of we had all the lights turned off, and so the commercials hit, and someone's reaching over, turn the lamp on to go get some beer. I'm like, "Don't you turn that lamp on?" Because. <laughs> Well, I mean, think about it, too. Like, that moment, right? Like, all leading up to that, at least, I mean, there's there were times from it before, but, like, season eight, you have, like, that incredible, like, you know, pa big pause on the Clark and Lois relationship when Lana comes back. Lois has that conversation with Oliver being like, I thought just for a second somebody needed me. There's always been this running theme with Lois that, like, she wants to be needed. Like, she needs to be important to somebody because she just cares so much. But she can't be kept, like, you know, being left behind, she says on the show, right? So, like, when she walks out there and no one's there, like, mm -hmm. obviously, you know, you're like, this is the season finale. You know it's going to be okay. But you're like, oh, my God. And when she has that moment of just, like, complete like fear like oh my god and like her fight or flight is kicking in and then literally like i said it's just that that holding of the hand him turning to her her looking up like there it was so good yeah, and then like yeah. you see his dad as they're walking down the aisle like jonathan oh, is there yeah she's like everything okay and he's like perfect it's perfect yeah. and i'm just like i can't yeah yep it, also it's, don't turn that lamp on it, don't turn that lamp on don't you turn that lamp on <laughs> so <laughs> So yeah, um, it's also great too because the finale was two hours, and everybody mm -hmm. was like, "Oh, it's going to be a wedding finale." How awful is that? Like they're going to spend the entire finale on a wedding, and we're going to have like three minutes of action. Yeah, and the wedding was done in the first like forty-five minutes to an hour. It's like no, we got a whole hour to deal with you know the darkness right. and all well, that. Well, that that's the thing. The first half of the finale, it was genius because the first half of the finale wrapped up all of the relationship stuff. Yes. And it was at the wedding when everything with the adventure stuff goes sideways. Yes. You know, so now Apocalypse is coming and all this other stuff. And so so you had the whole second half of the finale to deal with Clark coming fully into his destiny and everything. And, oh, always remember Smallville, son. Oh! Remember Smallville? Oh. I'm so happy we're doing this episode. <laughs> So before we get to my first pick, I want to throw out my honorable mentions. I, I've got two here that I feel like, one, I, ha I feel obligated, contractually obligated to mention. So I'll go ahead and do that. And that's apologized by One Republic from Hero. Um, of course, Hero was a season seven episode. It was the return of um, Pete after being gone since season three. And, um, and he comes back and chews some kryptonite gum and gets stretchy powers. What it was a disappointing episode, but it featured One Republic um, in the episode, and of course, their big hit at the time was Apologize, as we all remember. Well, it just not so, chocolate pie, right? It just so happens though that a few months before, 
I had been at a at a at a youth event with some of my kids with my youth from my church. And uh and my dog is wheezing. Sorry, you're okay, buddy. Aww. Um so um so we were there and this song came on the jukebox in this little diner place we we're eating that was very well known. They you know, their whole thing was we got all kinds of desserts, cakes and pies and stuff. And so I just started to sing, It's too late for chocolate pie. And and I went through understand, I went through the gamut of different pies to see which one fit best. You know, it's too late for apple pie. Cause I thought immediately apple pie, but then we hit chocolate pie. I'm like, oh, that's that's it right there. That's that flows. That's the money right there. So when we got to this episode, I made the joke on the show and it became a thing. And next thing I know, I'm sitting down writing full lyrics and recording chocolate pie. Yes. We'll we'll give you a little bit of this, ladies and gentlemen. This is produced by Graham Hancock. Words and lyrics by Steve Glosson. It's the uh, it's the it's the saga of the chocolate pie, and so I just felt contractually obligated to mention that as a as an honorable mention. Um, the other one is one that I almost put in here uh, in my list, and then I realized well we talked about this guy on the last episode, um, and and we kind of touched on this song just a little bit, but it's hurt by Johnny Cash or his cover by you know whoops whoops wrong one. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> and, you just wanted to play more chocolate pie. Yeah, I just wanted to continue to uh, to show you guys my chops of singing. Um, but yeah, this song um, was played at the end of Shattered, which is one of the greatest episodes and most intense episodes of Smallville ever. Um, Lex goes crazy, basically. Yep, and in the and and he's being driven crazy, and this is where you find out about Julian and and a lot about Lex's past and stuff. But by the end of the show, you know, and it's one of those great things where it's like you don't know who to trust. You don't know if Lex is really having a psychotic break, you know, or if this is just some of Lionel's machinations. What's going on? You know, what's the deal? And Lex sees Clark stop a car, you know, with his yes. body. And just like a completely baffled expression, like no idea what's happening. But also, like he, by this point, he's full on crazy. Mm-hmm. He's full on snapped, and so there all there's also some relief. And he's like, "I always knew it, Clark. Your secret's safe with me." Well, next thing we know, we see him in a straitjacket staring at a window in in Belle Reve Asylum, and and it is heartbreaking because this is the song that's playing. Mm-hmm. You know while Lionel's just kind of looking at him and looking at him with, you know, the disgust that Lionel looks at anyone who's weak with, you know. <laughs> and, oh, listen. This, season three. Season three season, is just so great. Season three, I have such a love-hate relationship with because it got so dark, you know, but it was so good. The, the, it was so compelling. And, 
And what Smallville did so well, I think, is also one of the things that it it, it kind of almost becomes a weakness in some ways. Is they you got so invested in the character of Lex Luthor? Oh yeah. That when he finally is evil, it's hard to kind of see it, and you don't want him to be, you yeah. know. And and so you really they they it was such a slow burn that you never really realized that you got there. You know, and I feel like they missed opportunities for him to truly fully turn a corner a lot of times and then reel him back in a little bit. Um, and so, you know, I guess he did finally turn the corner when he pushed his dad out a window. Um, I was raised in your shadow. Now you're going to die in mine. Oh no one God. will even remember your name. <laughs> what a... Oh! Mm. Lex had the best lines. Mm. I am the villain of the story. Yes, oh. yes. And then that whole episode where he kills Lionel, they're just, he and Clark, it ends with he and Clark at the graveside. Oh my God. And he just like walks by him. It's like, you could have walked around him, but no, I'm no. going to walk right by you. We're going to brush shoulders. Yeah. Mm. And, the, and that, and that distant, as I recall that, 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 that wide shot of them where Lex is standing in the dark and Clark's in the light, by the way, everybody, Smallville spoiler alert. Um, I'm sorry. I guess <laughs> I know we've got, we've got people listening live who've never watched it. I, I promise you I've ruined nothing for any of you. Um, there's 200 and something episodes. Yeah. Yeah. You're good. You're good. Longest running Superman show on television. Longest running superhero show in the history of television. Um, yeah, even, I mean, now there are people who be like, well, you know, arrow is the whole, the whole thing is the arrow verse. So we're just going to count them all together. You can't do that. I'm sorry. No. No. Yeah. No, (laughs) no, no, no. I think Flash is in its seventh season now. I'm not sure, um, but yeah, it uh, it's it's great. Um, <clears throat> all right, so my first my first actual song on my list is one. <laughs> look again, this song is one of those songs that I, I outside of the context of this show, I may or may not like it. You know, I, I it, it's just like. Mm, the first time I heard it was outside of the show, but I was like, I get, I can feel this song, you know, but I was also in a different place in life. Nowadays, it's not something I would ever put on to listen to necessarily, but in the context of this show and this episode that it came from, from Stray, it just absolutely works. And it's called Superman, parentheses, it's not easy, close parentheses, it's about five for fighting. And um, yeah, so let's give it a listen. You know it. Everybody knows this song. one of the only one of the few meteor freaks so to speak that actually comes back around but he yes. I, and refresh was he a meteor freak 
Or, he, well, he, because he could read minds, couldn't he? He could, but I can't remember if that was brought on by the meteors, or I think one of his parents were in town when the meteors hit or something, But because he wasn't born at that point. Anyhow, um, <laughs> the point is, here's this little boy, and he develops a relationship with Clark, and this is one of those episodes where you get to see Clark's heart just worn out on his sleeve for this kid. Mm-hmm. And um, and the kid, this is where we're introduced to Warrior Angel, the comic book within the Smallville universe. Yes! Um, you know. <laughs> um, it, Easter eggs all throughout. Oh my gosh, so many cool things. You know, like he's looking at, he's reading the comic and Warrior Angel's peeking through a wall and there's, he's backlit and everything. At one point, that's you get Clark that it's okay now, I'm here to rescue you kind of thing. Um <laughs> But yeah, so this song actually playing at the end when when Ryan's going away to live with his aunt, you know, and and this show, one of the things that, you know, the rule of the show was no flights, no tights. So Clark was getting every power but flight, and he was never putting on a suit to do his work, that sort of thing. Um, and so, and because it's Clark Kent and there's no such thing as Superman, you know, they did a great job of kind of foreshadowing or making little references and winks and nods of the fans. But every now and again, they'd play a song like this and Superman's never mentioned in this song. Yeah. But all of the tropes of Superman are, you know, up, up and away and all this other stuff is said. And it's just like, it was such a good synergy and such a great thing for that moment. I thought I, I misremembered that. I thought they brought it back around for when Ryan comes back in season two in Ryan and and that's what they're playing when they're in the air, hot air balloon um, at the end. But I don't. I I think I was. That's wrong a different there. song. Yeah, I it's think. a different. Yeah, it is. It is. Okay. Um, I was like, I don't. I think it's different. So, but I tell you what, it's just one of those two. But like, it just really lets you in on the character of Clark Kent. Like, he's just a good dude. Like, it's not just that he feels so. He. It's not with great power comes great responsibility. It's that he's just a good dude. And it's, this is why we love Clark Kent. This is why we love the character of Superman and Clark Kent. And this is why we watch Smallville. Like, there was something about these early seasons. Like, especially, like, this was season one. Because, like you said, he come, Ryan comes back in season two. But, like, these are the things that you love about Clark. Like, people can make fun of, like, you know, Superman all they want. Be like, oh, he's a Boy Scout. He's a boring character. It's like... Well, no, he's not a boring character, but he is just a genuinely good person that wants to help people. And he sees so much of himself and, you know, what could have been in Ryan. Yep. So, of course, he's going to feel, you know, protective Mm -hmm. of this little boy. He would have felt protective anyway, but because he can see himself in him, it just resonates even more. And it resonates with you watching it. Right. Exactly. And and the thing is, as you watch, and I, and you know, you go back to your, I mean, like, look, I don't want to get off on the character of Superman necessarily, but the thing <laughs> is, it's like, you know, Superman didn't watch his parents get gunned down in an alley. Superman, yep. Superman didn't acquire powers and go try to make money. And then, you know, his uncle got shot because he let a burglar get away. You know, Superman was just raised by a group, by a couple of people who were doing the best they could and try to instill in him good morals and values. And Superman has all these powers wherewith he could take over the world, and he chooses not to. Superman has these powers where anything could come to him, and he could have all the monetary gain in the world. And we see a glimpse of what he could be at the beginning of Season 3, but Superman chooses not to be that person. He chooses to do what is right and good. And, And I think that's what makes the character that much more interesting. 
you know, anyone can be born out of tragedy and, you know, and, and seek vengeance and justice and all this stuff. I think it takes someone with a special character to be able to say, in the midst of darkness, I'm still going to choose to be the light. Yes. You know, and, the, and that's kind of who he is. But anyhow, um, so yeah, <laughs> now <clears throat> back to all of my, Here's the thing. I know the music from about the first five seasons before, you know, from the first five seasons, from season five back to one, with like almost perfect recall. I can see the scenes playing out in my head and everything else. The later seasons, I'm not so keyed in on. But I also realize that as as things go on in those later seasons, they start using less and less commercial music. Like, like they had to start, yep. the budget was getting cut more and more, and so they wanted to make sure that they had a quality show on TV because these shows were like mini-movies every week. Yes. And so they wanted to make sure the quality was there. So if they were going to spend money to use commercial music, then you know it was going to have to be for something special and well-placed. And in a lot of their bigger episodes, they didn't use commercial music. You know, it was all devoted, their budget was special effects and everything else. But Bride was a very interesting episode in season eight. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because Bride is really, isn't that officially the coming of Doomsday? Yes. When when she, yeah, when he... That's when she gets taken. (laughs) And Jimmy, quote-unquote, almost dies or gets killed or some such. Yeah, so... Lana's back. It's just, it's a catastrophe all around. Yeah. And <laughs> it really is. <laughs> season eight is a, season eight's a weird season. Like, yeah, season eight's a, is an interesting, is an interesting uh, ball of wax there. Um, but in that, sh- in that episode is this song that I don't remember to save my life. It's by a group called Vast and it's called Don't Take Your Love Away From Me. Was this playing at the end of the episode? 
Yeah, so this is playing when they're bringing, like, Jimmy to the hospital. Clark and Lois, like, meet each other up, or meet up with each other in the hallway, and he's like, I promise we'll get Chloe back. And she's like, well, what if we can't? And she tells Clark, like, hey, like, after seeing, you know, Lana come back, and, you know, they had their almost kiss, Clark and Lois, and then she feels all sad and in her feels, and she tells him, like, I'm going to go with Jimmy to Star City. And she's walking out with him, looking sadly back at Clark. And then it cuts to, in the Fortress of Solitude, Doomsday carrying Chloe, laying her down. Mm. And then she wakes up and is like Brainiac. That's right. That's right. That's, yeah. I, I remember. And also, oh my God, I forgot to also add. And then what, they show the wedding video. And then it cuts to a bald-headed figure with all of these like tubes Darth and wires Vader. going into yeah, his head. Darth Lex, yeah. Yep, Darth yeah. Lex. Yeah, that was that was interesting because that's where because ultimately, now, you know, spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> push your fa- push your uh, glasses up your nose. Yeah. Spoiler alert! Leg gets killed. Oliver does some terrible things. Um, <laughs> That really, in the grand scheme of things, aren't so bad, um, because he kind of deserved it. Um, so, uh, yeah, um, indeed. So let me see if I can find the right version of this. I, I I've got it on my iTunes. I, I don't have a list proper made. I'm going by our list because I've got um, I've got so much of this music just in my in my thing, and I don't have a playlist anymore. So, um, while you're looking for that, can I just say when yeah. I was like prepping for this, I mm-hmm. was watching, um, this guy on YouTube, he ranked all the Smallville seasons okay. and he was talking about season eight. Cause you were saying like season eight's a, like a weird season. Eight's a weird one. Yeah. And he was saying like, he watched it all in like real time when it was, when it was airing on TV. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I hated season eight. He's like, season eight was my least favorite season for the longest time. He's like, and then I rewatched it. And he said, because like that, you know, like we talked about earlier, the arc of suck happens in when it was airing. It took five episodes, almost like a month and a half for that episode. Oh, was that, that five? Arc. Was that five episodes? Five episodes to play out. So that's over a month. Yeah. So it feels like it's forever. But yeah. when you can binge it, that all of a sudden that doesn't feel as daunting. I mean, five episodes is still a lot. Yeah, but you <laughs> know what? And here's the thing. I'm surprised because in my mind, I remembered it being three episodes of her. <sighs> yeah, I think five. I think it's five. Wow. I could be wrong. <laughs> that makes me even sadder. I don't, and here's the thing is, I don't know. I, I've got season eight because around season seven is when they shrunk the boxes and it was very frustrating. But. <laughs> Here's what's so funny is is like I would spend the summer going back through like my DVD sets are absolutely in tatters because you watch them so much because I watched like after season one when the season one DVD set came out boom I got it and I and I blow I blew through it getting to season two season two DVD set comes out I blow through I blow through season one and season two to get to season three you know um, and then. And then, and every summer was just, you know, I'd have to back up longer, but they would release those box sets before, like a week before the premiere, you know? Yes. And so you had to blow through those things to get, you know, to get up to speed. Not that you forgot, you know, but like, um, but yeah, I, and, and what would happen is, is I would actually later on in life, I'd end up loaning friends, these box sets to watch. Okay. Um, 
and they would get sucked into Smallville with me. I also, we used to, I had a friend that was in college and couldn't get the CW or the WB. It was WB at that time because it was like season two. And so they would come home on the weekends and I would record an episode on a tape, give to them to take back and watch. They would give me the tape I gave them the week before and I would record on Tuesday nights on a videotape now. This is VHS, early 2000s. And and so I end up with a with a tape with just like random episodes of Smallville on it, <laughs> and and it was in my office one evening and I was hanging and I, and I was getting ready to go and and my friend and his wife that worked at the church with me he worked at the church there too, he was gone and she was there at the office and I said hey Ansley take this home, I said y'all might I said I think Jonathan may like to watch this just check it out and see what he thinks I mean it was literally the most it it was it was. It was honestly the most casual way I've ever handed anyone anything to say, watch this. Um, I, because I just thought, well, they might enjoy this. We've got nothing else going on. Well, I get a call. That was a Wednesday night. I get a call on Friday. Like, hey, what are you doing tonight? I'm like, nothing. You want to go get something to eat? I'm like, yeah, let's go. So we go to the restaurant. I'm sitting there across the table from my friends, Jonathan and Ansley. And they're like, all right, tell us this. Now, how did this all get started? What is going on here? What is, who is this person? What? <laughs> And and understand these are just season two episodes. Like these are just episodes from like season one. Season, and I'm like, you know what, guys? Here's what we need to do. Let's go back to the house. And I think I had the box set. I think I had season one at that point. I'm like, let's just go get season one. Let me give that to you to get started. And like, we became Smallville friends. Well, in season three, the show went to Wednesday nights, I believe. Yes. And so I had to record the show. And because in, in, in they didn't have the WB and my parents did. So I had to go to my parents' house to record the show. I'd go out to church, which was a 30 minute drive from where my parents were. I'd leave church, go back to my parents, get the tape, then drive 15 minutes back to my friend's house. And we would watch Smallville after the fact at night. Oh my God. Yeah. That's dedication. But we loved it. We just, and we loved getting together watching this show, you know? So... Um, anyway, I, I don't know where I was going with all that, except to say that, yeah, to get into the show, like there were so many people I knew who would binge it. Like the, their, their experience was leading up to season, whatever they would binge. I had friends that we, they got on board in season five because they'd binge seasons one through four. I had friends that didn't get in till season eight because they binge seasons one through seven, you know, and Yeah, it crazy throughout the summer, you know, and like it, it, it was amazing that I would hand them the one DVD thing and they would come back with it like three days later. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and um, and so anyway, uh, so I found the song and it's from season five, from an episode called Solitude, and um, and it's a Brainiac centric episode. But it, what made this stick out to me is they were giving away a car in this episode. A Ford Focus, if I recall correctly. Oh, my God. <laughs> Lois's Ford Focus. But what you had to do was identify the, the name of the song that she was listening to. And it was this version of Wicked Game. Strange what desire will make foolish people 
Now, this is this is a song I should have included on our cover episode, by the way, because <laughs> this song rocks to me. I I love it. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, him. Mm-hmm. Yep. H I M him. Um. But Chris Isaac did the original version. It was a lot more ethereal and kind of you know. Um. But yeah, and and here's the thing. This is the closest in this show that we ever get to actually hearing Lois's type of music. Oh my God, Steve, I'm so happy you brought it up. <laughs> because that is literally the biggest disappointment because yeah. Lois and yeah. us have like yeah. the same taste and we never got to hear a White Snake song on Smallville. Lois Lane from the Smallville universe would be a fan of Rock Out Loud. Agreed. I think we'd be best friends. I th- she would definitely be able to sit on the show, if nothing else, and talk White Snake. Hundred percent. Yeah. So, <laughs> like when sure. she gives Clark the CD and is like, "Wow," and or he gives it back to her and she's like, "Wow, White Snake, I must have really liked you." And I'm like, "Oh my god, this is my girl. I love her." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She. When. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. It's like. It, but the, I don't know. Obviously, you know, there were probably, and this is the early 2000s. So this is. This is just post the Napster stuff. This is while LimeWire is still a thing. This is while all the digital rights and everything are still kind of coming into play. And so I can imagine, even even if they were hooked in with Warner Music, I can imagine how hard it, it must have been or how expensive it would have to get the rights to some of those songs. Because you think of a lot of those groups were very big holdouts for the longest time yes. on, on going digital at least, but also, you know, like, not letting their music just be used willy nilly, and um, and so I can imagine that that they never really were able to do that. Well, obviously, they weren't because they never did. We never heard Lois actually listening to White Snake. Nope, we've seen her. Uh, de- we've seen her Def Leppard anthology when she hands yes. it over to Clark. What would I yes. possibly want your Def Leppard anthology? Come on, Clark. <laughs> now the thing about this show is. The, these musical moments enhance not only the the tender stuff and the and the and the and, and you know the emotional like rip your heart out stuff, um, but there are also moments every now and again that are just ba. Yes. That that yes! Uh, that just absolutely work. And in circa season six, there's a shot of Lex walking down a long dark hallway, and. Um, and he's accompanied by this from AFI, which is literally, it is what it says it is. It's just a prelude. Um, but uh, but here you go. Check it out. It's prelude 1221. Oh, my gosh. This is what I brought you. This you can keep. This is what I brought you. May forget me. I promise to depart. Just promise one thing. Kiss my eyes and lay me to sleep. This is what I brought you. This you can keep. This is what I brought you. May forget me. I promise you my heart. Just promise to sing. Kiss my eyes and lay me to sleep. So there is footage somewhere out there 
that was kind of like test footage. Um, when we were doing the big Starkville House of El finale, um, and, and that whole thing got put together over the course of like two days and late now I had, I had other events going on at my church that weekend. Like it was a long, arduous weekend of very little sleep. And, um, one of the things we considered doing to end the show, to end that, the, the video that we were doing, um, was kick this music in and have Derek, we had, there was this long hall long narrow hallway at the church I worked at um and and we and we were going to have Derek walk the hallway slowly with hands reaching out of these doors on either side of the hallway oh at him God. and uh and re, and like that be kind of like Derek because at the end we did the whole the whole 80s thing where people are doing stuff and they pause it and it says so and so did this you know went on to do this and um and so I was walking down the road, you know, on the dirt road, like the old Hulk TV show and everything. But that was going to be Derek's or my, it was either going to be Derek's or mine, but we did a test footage of it to see how the lighting would do and everything. And we just never put on a suit to go back up there and do the thing. Um, I think it was going to be me because I think I was going to put on a suit and tie and go and, and do that. But we got so into everything else we had to do, we never got back up there to do it. But we did... I think record some test footage and I, I wouldn't, I'd have no idea how to get my hands on that, but such an awesome scene and golly, you know, like. And so simple. Like when you yeah. think about it, right? Like, well, first of all, if there was ever a song to be played as you're slow motion, walking down a corridor, it's this song and mm -hmm. just feeling, like you said, totally BA. And it's just great because, you know, you hear the doctor says to to um, Lex, like, all right, he's in a, you know, a low-grade coma or whatever. And Lex just so coldly, like, this is when you're starting to get, like, okay, here we go. Now we're getting shades of Lex here, like, yeah. majorly. Yeah. Just, like, matter-of-factly put him with the others and then just walks down that hall with that swag. That was the thing that, like, I always loved about Rosenbaum's Lex Luthor. And, mm -hmm. like... I mean, I'm not the certainly not the only one that feels this way. I think he's the best live action Lex Luthor that there's ever been. And he was he just played the role with such swagger that I feel like nobody else has played with Lex. Like usually they're all like a little like, you know, loopy and crazy, which like is fine, but like mm -hmm. I just love this interpretation of him. And like you said, it's it's just so simple. Walking down that hallway, hands reaching out to him, closes the door, and then you see thirty three. What thirty three point one, right? Yes, yes. And, and that's and it just ends like level thirty three point one. Bam, fade to black. Credits. Oh. <laughs> Incredible. What a ridiculous show! Oh my gosh, <laughs> love it so much. Oh, I remember it so fondly. Oh. Um. Uh, so the aforementioned stray the, with with Ryan in it. I I don't remember if this when this song was actually playing in it, but I, this is one of actually two Dishwalla songs on my list of all things. Um, I was gonna say when you said it to me, I was like, there are two Dishwalla songs. I know it's really weird. It's really well. I was really torn. There's so much. I, I ultimately said to you, we probably should have just done like a series of this and then season one, season two, and then it the, would have been easier. Yeah, it would have been. It definitely would have been. Um, but yeah, this is from Ryan, and this is uh, this is actually a hard version to track down. In fact, I've just pulled this up on YouTube, and um, and there's so many comments like Smallville brought me here. I've been looking for, <laughs> I've been looking I for this, 
I've been looking for this ever since I saw this episode of Smallville. You know, like, and because it's a live, it's live from the lounge, and it's called uh, Angels or Devils. this is actually the one that was playing while they were in the balloon. Um, I was just going to say, I think this is the hot air balloon. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, that's why, you know, it's like, this is why, um, I love Clark and I love, I love those two episodes with Ryan. They're not the greatest as far as like a story goes, Mm -hmm. but I just love that you see Clark's heart. And then, you know, and this is one of those, and this also one of those episodes where Lex gets to say, I'm flying in the best neurosurgeons we have, Clark. Because of course, of course he has connections. Right, right. Uh, well, yeah. Well, listen, Lex is always flying in the best of everything. Yeah. Yeah. Don't don't think that. Listen, don't think if you've got a need, Lex isn't going to fly in the best of it all. Um. So yeah. <laughs> Good dude to have on speed dial. Right. 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 Um. Now, real pioneer to the falls. Yes. What what episode is this? Is from. Persona. Persona. Now, which this one was... is? So this is the episode where Clark is Bizarro yes. and is like living, you know, living life with Lana, and Lana has no idea. Is this where none of us had any idea until the very end? Um, I don't think so. I could be wrong. Okay, because again, but I think I feel like no. I feel like we know at this point. I think the episode before might okay. have been where we find out at the end. Okay, because let me tell you something. <laughs> the other thing this show did really well is just absolutely smack you upside the head um, oh, yeah. <laughs> with surprises every now and again, and and one and one such surprise comes at the end of an episode where. The name Kalel is uttered by someone who should not know that name. Um, your secret is safe with me, Kalel. Kalel. Um, and then, the, and then another such surprise is as Clark and Lana are all huggy huggy in the kitchen. Kitchen. Um, here comes uh, uh, the sun, and it shines on the face, and of course, mm-hmm. the face becomes 
you know, the bizarro. So, the um, mirror face. Yeah, the mirror face. Yeah. <laughs> the broken mirror face. Oh, listen. And two, and understand if you're a longtime Superman fan, um, which I was, the first time you ever see Bizarro there at the at the end of season six, and he's flying off and his and his face does that broken mirror thing. Um it like I I absolutely I popped and to use a wrestling term because <laughs> Because we got the broken mirror face. Because Bizarro in the comics always had that angular, broken mirror type face, and I was like, "Yeah, this is amazing. They totally get it," you know. And then, uh, and then for him to be back around the way he was. So yeah. By the way, the episode that the kitchen, the end scene, they hug the mirror face was the episode before called Gemini. Gemini, because Clark had been at the fortress and he got to come back. Yes. And yeah, I'm looking at it right now. I actually, I'm, I actually pulled up Hulu and I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> just reminiscing in it, feeling I, good. Just remembering the feeling of like, oh my gosh, what in the world is happening? The whole world is flipped upside down. Um, but this is where like you have like Grant, who is like the clone of um, Julian. Of Julian, like, this is yeah. where that's happening. So Lex has like the hitman or whatever, or like the robber come and get them, or the mugger like get them, and then he gets that text message. There's like a thunderstorm. He gets a text message that says like it's done or job's done or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he goes outside and he's just like screaming. And then it cuts to Clark and uh, Lana. Really awkward yeah. moment. Ten between the two of them because obviously she was with Bizarro, didn't know that it was Clark. Clark's feeling some type of way. This is just like a very angsty song for an angsty moment. Apparently yeah. I love angst because a lot of my picks are angsty. Well, sure you do. Sure you do. When this is Pioneer, <laughs> this is Pioneer to the Falls by Interpol. No recollection of this song at all. Oh my God, Steve! 
I have no the, recollection of this song at two all. Two songs that you're like, I have no recollection of this. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it like, and I understand like like I say, you walk through that first four or five seasons, and I pretty much got it, especially the first two. But um, but yeah, some of those later seasons like this, I just I I don't I I don't uh, I I don't have the best of recall on those things. So. Yeah, for whatever reason, like you were saying, you were picking songs that. Like you said, like you just felt it in the moment. And this mm-hmm. was like when we said we were going to do this, like this was a scene that immediately stood out in yeah. my head that I was like, that's going to be on my list. Oh, well, my last pick is the moment that immediately stood out in my head, like that will forever be one of my favorite Smallville moments. Um, also, can I just say spoiler alert? Neither of us have my happy ending on our list. Oh, yeah. Well, see, I've, I never that said that song. That is an iconic moment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, here's the, the I look, the minute this song even is able to be played. Um I had to do this. There was an episode in the later seasons titled Idol. I believe it was season 9 because Clark was just the blur yep. at this point, not the red yep. not the red blue blur. And it was the introduction of the Wonder Twins, Zan and Jaina, which to people like me who grew up with the Super Friends knew exactly what that meant. Um and they idolized the blur and so they were doing things like in his name and that sort of thing. Well, Lois has a little ringtone that plays whenever the blur calls her because the blur and the blur was what they were calling Clark at this point because we couldn't call him Superman for crying out loud. Um, and Clark and was at this point he wasn't red and blue. No, or, he was wearing a black was, trench coat, yes, black sir. pants, black shirt with a with like a chalked on S shield on yep. on his shirt. Um, <laughs> and so, but he would call Lois as the blur. <laughs> And so this was her ringtone for him. perfect song for the for the blur calling you you know like that and and again i said earlier that the hymn song was the closest we ever got to lois's actual love of 80s hair band i think this might be be closer 
Right? I mean, I feel like Lois, honestly, like, I feel like Lois and you and I are kind of like spirit animals. You know, we love our 80s metal. That's we right. We love it. Live it. You know, have yeah. always loved it. But we also love some good, you know, nice, cheesy Yo. 80s music oh. like this. Listen, I love this song, and I love it unapologetically. Yeah. I love it unironically. I absolutely love this song. And by the way, Mark All had posted over in the Guardians of the Goldiverse group. Um, uh, he just it's a meme says, "Let's make an '80s mixtape." Everyone add a song. Right now, there's 76 comments to it, <laughs> and I'm telling you, if we ever run out of ideas for our show, we should just say, "All right, let's roll down this mixtape list and see what we got." Um, there you go. <laughs> and I just I just said, "Holding Out for a Hero" by Bonnie Tyler. Um, because that is, I mean, it is quintessential eighties from the, from the electric drums with all the reverb on them and everything to her voice. And uh, I mean, it came, it was on, it was one, one of the most eighties movies soundtracks of all time. Footloose. So <laughs> you're right. It really doesn't get more eighties in that no, moment. <laughs> no. Mm-mm. So yeah. But yeah, you know what's so- great too, by the way, about the idol episode was like this was like a great bait and switch moment too. Because remember, like the thugs like throw Lois off like the the top of the building. She's mm-hmm. holding onto the flagpole. She's like telling Clark like you know it's okay. Like all this stuff like saying like I know it's you. Like you know I know that you're the blur. And then you know she falls down. You know he's there with her. Or whatever. He's like, what are you doing? And then the phone rings. And it's the Blur's voice, but Clark is standing right in front of her. Like, mm-hmm. a great bait and switch. Yes. Yep. Fantastic. I mean, like, look, it, it's by the time you get into some of those later episodes, you, you're getting a lot of classic um, Superman tropes. The the identity being hidden, like, moments like that. Uh, Lois, this is when he puts the glasses on, too. Yes. He's like, I'm a bit nearsighted. Lois getting herself into trouble. You know, that she can't get out of, that she's tough, but she's not tough enough to get out of this one. You know, um, all, all kinds of fun stuff like that. And and so, yeah, that's one of the things I love about those later episodes. Like I said, they really started leaning heavily into fan service and yeah. just going for it, you know. And I know there was a lot of things they wanted to do that, that Warner Brothers wouldn't let them do, but that's fine. You know, that's fine. Here we are. I know, like, I was reading in a bunch of comments when I was, like, you know, looking at different clips on YouTube. People were, like, on, like, YouTube are really bent about, like, Oliver Queen. Like, they're like, I don't understand how Oliver Queen would know Clark Kent. He should be Batman. It should be Bruce having this conversation. It's like, well, were y'all, were y'all alive during this time? Like, they could not have Bruce Wayne. Like, that could not happen. Well, now, I'll tell you this. It was frustrating from a fan standpoint because... They would they would say Warner Brothers would say well it's too confusing we have Batman Begins out there now and we don't want to muddy the waters with who Batman is. Meanwhile, meanwhile you've got <laughs> Superman um, on you got Clark Kent on Smallville, then you've got Superman Returns that drops in 06. At the same time, they're talking about doing a Justice League movie that had nothing to do with Superman Returns or Batman Begins. So they're talking about having three different versions of Superman out there, not to mention the cartoons and stuff that were on at the time, and uh, and, and without batting an eye. I'm like, you just don't want to give Smallville Batman. I mean, that's exactly. really what it came down to. Is Smallville, for some reason, was like a redheaded stepchild to Warner Brothers at the time. So I don't know, even though, you know, like I say, the most successful superhero show of all time. 
Um, and that pains me to say because I love the Hulk so much. But anyway. Um, all right. Here we go. Now, this is one I was absolutely gobsmacked that you put on your... What? Really? Yeah. Steve, be- because this is such a moment. It is a moment. But, like, again, I have... And that's the thing. It's like, I can't separate... With this, I had a hard time saying, well, it's because of the moment. It, it's because of the moment, Steve. It just feels to me with all the feels. So lately... Been wandering. I mean, oh, come on, this it dude. It makes my chest explode. <laughs> like I'm just like, oh my god. This is the calling with wherever you will go. So lately, been wandering. We'll be there to take my place when I'm gone. Love to light the shadows on your face. If a great wave shall fall and fall upon us all, then between the sand and stone, could you make it on your own? If I I mean, look, yeah, this is this is one of those situations. This like, there's so much that happens in those first two episodes with Clark and Lex, and because like you, I, I forget that Clark has that little lead box from the yes. get go. Yeah, um, you can see like when he touches the necklace, like yeah. all like his veins yes. start like you know acting up, and yeah. he goes through all the problem of hanging on the door so she can have it back, even though he knows he knows it's going to be the thing that keeps him from her. Yeah, he looks all like you know. I mean, he was the king of the brooding looks. Yeah, but broodingly looks at her like when she goes inside with like a smile, like she holds it in her hand and smiles and goes inside, and then he walks away like brooding, walks away. Oh, so good. Yeah. As you were playing it, I was actually watching the scene on YouTube and just like getting all the feels. <laughs> I love this scene so much. Like honestly, if wow. like I was hooked from the first episode, right. and like if that everything ending scene didn't do it for mm-hmm. me, this was like sealed the deal. Like yo, this is legit. I love this. I will be here. I will be parked here in front of my television every single week. Wow. And I was for like ten years. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, yeah, me too. And, and and you know, this is to me the like I say the big moment of that was the superhero sacrifice moment. Like, this is important for her to have. This means something for her. Therefore, I'm going to give it to her. But I'm going to, and even though it means that I can't be with her or I, you know, or I have to figure some way around it, I, I still want her to have this. I want her to be happy. And, um, the right thing to do. Yeah. 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 It, and, and it's like, oh, good night. What a, <laughs> what a show. What a show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, just like you always say the feels like I'm telling you like yeah. this scene for whatever reason just gives me all the feels in a good way like because a lot of the songs that I've picked <laughs> do not do not give me good feels right right <laughs> right well my friend Jesse I've got a friend named Jesse and he says that he's a sucker for um 
anytime I'm I'm segueing by the way. He's a sucker for any time rock music is played while someone is doing something in slow motion. Love it, yes. Yeah. Um, and that's why he loves the scene where my next final pick comes from. Mm. If you're just joining us, Clark Kent has been shot. Um, this is this is my this is my that's my second biggest takeaway from that night watching this show. <laughs> Season five. The episode is hidden. Um, it, it's three episodes in. In the first episode of season five, uh, the fortress is built. Clark meets Jarrell. Uh, Chloe got sucked to where Clark did, teleported basically to the fortress, so Clark has to get her out of there. Spoiler alert, non Smallville watchers. And, um, and Jarrell says, if you're not back by the time the sun sets, you're going to lose your powers. Well, guess who doesn't make it back by the time the sun sets? Hmm. Old Clark. So he spends an entire episode, the second episode of the season, with no powers. And he and Lana are finally together, and they're in love, and everything is perfect and wonderful. And then some kid takes over a missile silo in, ep- in the third episode of season five. Hmm. And uh, and he shoots Clark Kent. And I just... And Clark dies, Mr. Coach Klein. Um <laughs> <laughs> he he dies, um, but I love like at this time during this season the, the they were doing things that are coming back from break and I think it was I think it was still the WB then, um, and it was a fresh episode of Smallville I think, um, but this voiceover man would be like if you're just joining us, and like all this other junk has happened, but here he says if you're just joining us, Clark Kent's been shot. And now Smallville, and you, just, and I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> and so, so Clark all but dies, and there's a thousand other things that have happened, um, you know, in the season four finale that plan is like literally, season five, the first three episodes are kind of a season premiere, you know, they don't, yeah, it's not, right. it's not a to be continued cliffhanger kind of thing from episode to episode. But the through line is so there, and it and and it's not until this episode where you get one of the other things from season four kind of wrapped up completely. Anyway, so the missile, the nuclear missile, gets launched, and Clark as it does, and Clark comes back with his powers, and he makes this amazing leap, which is flight, ladies and gentlemen. Woo! And uh, he he pulls the detonator out of the missile, or whatever pulls the direct the guidance system or whatever so the missile just keeps going off into space and it blows up and everything and clark plummets back to earth well he shows up at the farm where his his dad's on the phone like someone stole our son from the hospital you know he's like get the police out there i don't you tell the sheriff and all this other stuff well here comes clark walking he's like hey i'll call you back um and he's tattered. He's his 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 classic blue shirt and red jacket are all torn up. And that's yeah. what's and that's what's Sorry. so great. Listen, that's what's so great about this moment too. Is Clark was just in normal clothes. He was just in jeans and, as I recall, just a a light blue t shirt. Not a not not the not a royal blue t shirt. Just a just a standard you know barely barely bluer than white t shirt. And when he gets shot. Well, when he he apparently went to go change clothes because he put on his hero suit to go do this. And his hero suit was blue t-shirt with a red jacket over it. And now it's all tattered and burning and, you know, smoldering. Clark's got smudges all over his face where he plummeted back to earth and all. 
And then, uh, and then as he is, as he's hugging his family and they're telling them how proud he is, how proud they are of him. Um, Dishwalla starts to play <laughs> again, <laughs> and uh, there's a knock on the door, and it's Lana, and she's coming in distraught because the love of her life is dead. You know, he's been shot and killed, and they don't know where he is. And she's like, "Mr. and Mrs. Kent, now listen." This is another one of those things this show would do. Like, instead of running around the corner being like, Lana, is everything okay? What's going on? And letting Clark go get cleaned up and making up some story about what happened and how they found him and everything. No, that's not dramatic enough, No, Jonathan just nods to him and says, go get her. Yeah, basically, like, go get her son. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Collide plays, and it's a great Smallville moment as Clark and Lana embrace. Here it is, Collide by Dishwalla on Rock Out Loud, Rollville. I mean, like it's it's one of the more tropey moments and everything with the mute, but uh, I mean they hit the post at just the right point when they when Clark and Lana hit that embrace and oh uh, and I just and look in the in the superhero fan of me just loves the whole deal leading up to it so it's one of my it, favorite it's episodes. The height difference for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> up and you know three feet off the ground that's great <laughs> yeah it's so funny they talk about the, the, how many times and he's so tall that I, like she still had to stand on apple boxes sometimes to oh yeah she's like 100 percent like walking to be on framed. something that'd be lifted because she barely jumps up and yeah. like he wraps his arms around yeah. her. it's uh it but that that whole episode is is among my top it has to be i, I it's it's going to be in my top five i'm sure um, oh, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Did that. you guys ever do like a ranking list where you did like a top 10 or top five of all time I, on Chew or I, no? I can't remember. I feel like we did. Um, okay. and, but we had the rule you couldn't include season premieres or finales. Oh. Because, because. Oh, now that you're saying that, I feel like, yes, 
Yeah. I feel that's ringing a bell. As, as I recall, we did. And, and I just know that like, I, Honestly, and and I told Derek, I'm like, we should have just done like top three out of a season, you know, gone through each season and done. And maybe that's what we did. Like we went through each season, did like a favorite out of each season more than like a top 10. Um, Well, Smallville was like crazy because 22 episodes, mm -hmm. every single season was 22 episodes. Like you're lucky now if you get 10 episodes in a show that you really like. We had 12 more hours. Yeah, yeah. Tell a story with. Well, I mean, it, it's it's the network TV stuff, you know, on the network television stuff. You, you're going to get 22, 23 episode seasons with nowadays with with streaming and and your and you know the big the best shows come on like your your cable stations and that sort of thing. And so what they do is rather than have a, a slotted schedule because it goes it comes down to the ratings and everything and how networks would do and sell you know through fall and spring and then they cut off in the summer and do reruns and then come back in the fall um but now the the stations are all like well we're going to put all of our money into the quality of the show rather than trying to make just plenty of content and so you'd end up you know you think about smallville there were a lot of seasons where the last Usually it was about three episodes before the season finale would be just some filler episode that would just be infuriating. Um, yeah. Because yeah, I, noir is the one that always comes to mind for me. You know where they oh. where they did the black and white stuff and. Yep, it's a step away from a musical episode. Let's yeah. be real. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, episode, but you go through and like I honestly have to go through season by season and be like, now what are some of my favorites in this season? But the but there are there are episodes that stick out outside of the like I say the season premieres and finales where and usually it's because of moments within the episodes that stick out as being some of my favorite episodes of the series. Hidden is one of those. Insurgents from season two is another. That's where Clark jumps from one building to the other. Yes. And okay. and and that and that was in the midst of the key saga. You know who's got the key this week? Uh-huh. That sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Obviously, uh, in season two, when we first meet Dr. Swan, you know. Oh, my God. Goosebumps. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I remember that, that. I was still watching it by myself at that point in life. And I remember the minute that John Williams music hits, I just got on the phone and called the one person in my life who would remotely oh. have oh. some sense of geeking out with me. And I'm like, you need to be watching this show. They just played John Williams music. All right, I got to go to the commercials. Almost over. Um and uh, I it, just think now you have like a whole community. You're yeah, like you yeah. ended up at the end with a whole community of people. Would have never thought so. Would have never thought it happened, but it did. So, but yeah, so the, there are moments like that that I just remember, you know, like I say, season three, the shattered episode with Lex and, and going crazy was just such a, such a intense kind of deal, you know? And then there was, um, what was the other one in season three that wasn't a, uh, it wasn't one of the things. You, Shattered was really good. And then, um, was it Memoria? Where, Memoria was three. It, but was that where he focused, where it focuses on his relationship with his mom? And he learns her name. Yes. He learned, he learned yes. Laura's name. Yes. Yeah, that one was a, that one was a gut wrencher. There, the end, they play that Evanescence mess at the end of that. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. I, I am obsessed with like how 
good you are at like recollection of like just off the top of your head like I like we were saying like I need to go back and do a rewatch because there are so many like great moments and great episodes that I'm like no like I know there's a ton in this season a ton in this season and like you have that instant recall that like I have with music so like I'm obsessed well like also in season three was the hereafter one where we got to see the cape For the first time, For the yes. first time where the dude touches him and you see the cape just flying off into nowhere. Season four got really wonky um, with the witches and everything. That got kind of wonky. Yeah, I hated that. Yeah. But there was some good and stuff. season four, like, you shouldn't have had that. We should, like, Lois Lane is introduced. Like, you should not have, like, to have, like, a kitschy, witchy storyline. Right. that makes no sense and goes nowhere. Right. But now season four also gave us... Um, Gave us the bad legs. This it did. This gave it us, did. Gave us Onyx with the bad legs. And on season four also gave us, that's, uh, that was Onyx. The first one where we got something like that was Transference. That's where Clark and Lionel switched places. Oh, yeah, and Jimmy Eat World is playing. Okay, sure. And that happens. <laughs> and, and because of the big, uh, it was the big, um, do they have the prison riot? Is that where you get stabbed yes. in the prison yes. riot? Yeah, um, and then it, but his liver disease gets healed too because of Clark, because he's in Clark's body or what? I don't know. I, I forget how it all happens. But anyhow, um, so season four had some good stuff in it. Yeah, I mean, like that's the thing is they all had great episodes. Goo Goo Dolls did their cover of "Give a Little Bit" in season four on Crypto in the dog episode. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is it Onyx? Is Onyx the episode where we get the I am the villain of the storyline? That's right. Yeah. You're right. And he has the kryptonite ring and he's like, yeah. like You were right about me all along. I am the villain of the story. And they have to get him. Oh, because he goes, yeah, I know about the green meteor rock. Yeah. Yeah. But first it's just like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like a total jerk. Like, like, yeah, look back now. But the thing is, it's like the comedic timing of Michael Rosenbaum in that moment, but still being so sinister was oh. such a great moment. Blank is in season four where Clark loses his memory. And he and Chloe's like, he's like, was anything different? She's like, yeah, you trusted me. Oh, yeah, that is. Because, I thought that was three. No, you're right, that is right, four. Right, because Chloe knows, but Clark doesn't know that Chloe knows. Mm-hmm. You know, until until we get to season five. So, um, And that ended with the Switchfoot song that was real big at that point in time. So... And then I and then I kind of get lost in season five. Season five had uh, Spike from Angel as Brainiac. It did because yeah. that's Brainiac. Yeah. Yeah. See now we're just re- now it's just like yeah remember this hey remember this re- episode <laughs> remember that time you did that thing that was neat. Well, see Brainiac. That's where I didn't realize. I thought the only Depeche Mode song they used throughout the whole series was that one at the end of that series premiere, where Brainiac comes spilling out of the ship. You know. Okay. Yes. Um. Selfish, yeah, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> uh, what is that song by Depeche Mode? I've got it. I know I do because I've got like so many darn songs from Smallville. <laughs> precious? Is it precious? Precious. Yes. Yes, it is precious. My precious. Sure My is. Precious. Yeah. <laughs> See? Oh my gosh, season five is when Jonathan Kent dies. 
I was hoping you wouldn't bring that up. You know, that episode makes me so angry. Why? Because, here's the thing. There's time travel involved. And so Clark goes back in time so that Lana doesn't die. That, yep. And my thing is, it's like, and, and instead of saying, hey, look, don't go do this tonight because, like, it's like you, you just told her everything and everything was happy. So continue to let her let her in on the secret again, okay? And say I did this already. You died. Like, just tell her the full truth. You died because this happened. So we need to keep that from going on, you know. And obviously, Jonathan Kent would still die, but don't hold withhold the secret from her again because Lana ends up going crazy and ends up being like a a vampire at some point. Yeah, they they honestly like didn't know what to do with Lana. Lana should have went away to college and just like you and, know and stayed gone. Yeah. yeah, I mean like you could come back, but mm-hmm. like it, literally they gave her some really awful plot lines yeah. that made the fandom that wasn't a Lana fan already totally turn on her and really hate her. Yep, could have all been avoided. By the time we got to season five. It was myself and my friends, Jonathan and Nancy. We'd been watching through season three and season four together. And for whatever reason, during the summer between season four and season five, I was, lo- again, loaning out box sets to friends. There were a couple other friends that got on board with us, with it. and um, But they didn't have the same love for the show that we did. And this was proven on this night as we were watching Reckoning together. <laughs> and, and Lana dies. Uh-huh. And um and and we're all sitting there just kind of god because I was sure it was going to be Jonathan Kent, you know. And and I'm like I don't I didn't how are they going to get out of this one blah blah blah, you know. And and Lana's laying there dead, Clark's and we're all just kind of stunned silence processing everything. Jaw on the floor. <laughs> and this dude is over there with a paper and he's like, "Hey, did y'all see these things are on sale at Harvey's this week?" <laughs> I wanted to kill him. I wanted to it's like have, do you understand what just happened? Right. Yeah. And I'll tell you this, Jonathan's death in reckoning did not hurt as much as the videotape at the end of the next episode. Oh my god, and he said he waves and goes bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh. I mean, I don't even like to talk about it even now. Yeah. Even you better now. keep that lamp off. Yeah. Yeah. Even now, <laughs> not a fan. Do not like to talk about it. So. And then we don't get Jonathan back until what season nine, right? He doesn't come back before season nine. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Was it? I don't remember him being around till season ten. Did he come back for some reason in season nine? Why do I feel like he came back at some point? You might be right. It might have just been the first episode of season ten that he like comes back. Yeah. But, oh, it was so like they did that so well. And again, that's the great thing with a Superman story is that you can do things like that. Yeah. Yeah. You can bring these people back in a sort of, you know, unbelievable way because it's Superman. Right. So yes, bring Jonathan Kent back. Let him be at his son's wedding. Well, that's you know, and what's great is 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 Martha had told um Clark, you know, he'll be there. Basically mm-hmm. saying, you know, he's he's in your heart, so he'll be there. And then so Clark's able to see him. And then of course he's at the fortress and everything and Oh, oh yeah. Look, the, here's the thing. If you've not watched Smallville and you're into superheroes remotely any bit at all, there is some cheesiness. The first season is it can be difficult to get through because it's very repet- it's very repetitious. Um, 
and that yeah, it gets called the freak of the week episode because of the 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 nature of the 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 setup of the stories and everything. When you roll into season two, you start getting more into mythos and and kind of an extended storytelling, more serialized. And uh, and by the time you're in season three, you're off to the races and hooked. Um, but I will say there there are miniature storylines that go that run through many plot threads that run through the the bulk of season one. The whole Club Zero thing with Lex, you know, is kind of the seeds are laid there. Um, there's a lot of fun foreshadowing to to the future of Superman and Lex Luthor throughout. And it's it it, it listen if you're if you're remotely into the superhero stuff that most people are into today, it would behoove you to check out Smallville and uh, and just have a good time. It's hard to it's hard to believe that it was ten years ago this year, uh, in May, that that the show came to an end. It's been a decade. Since. I feel like you guys got to do something to like commemorate that. Uh, yeah, we do. It'd be nice. I know that they're doing uh, on the old shoe feed. They've got the Superman and Lois show they're talking about over there. Derek and, I, and Robin. Have you watched it? I have not. I'm not caught up. I've watched the first two episodes. Haven't watched this week's episode yet. I was really not going to watch that show. Yeah. <laughs> and but. I. I heard nothing but how incredible it was, and mm-hmm. now I'm hooked. <laughs> yeah, I like. I was really surprised at how much I enjoyed the first, the pilot episode. Me too. And um, blown and, away. And then the second episode was really good. The second episode continues on, and it and it's setting up some great conflicts and some great stories. I think. Um, you know, I like that. This is the first time in a super. <sighs> this is not geek out loud, but this is the first time in a <laughs> Superman show like this on television that's not a cartoon. Where we have a Superman who knows himself, who is yes. who is confident, who is aware, and and it's the first time we're having to deal with Superman as a family man, yes. you know, and um, not everything has to be an origin story, right? Like, we can jump in with history, yeah. And I like the uh, I like the dynamic of the kids. I, I, you know, I thought that was going to be my sticking point. I thought that was going to be what turned Same. me off. Um, Same. You know, and 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 of course, and two, you know, spoiler: the minute one has the abilities and the other doesn't, I thought, oh well, this is going to be the jealousy between them, and this is going to be the Cain Abel thing, and uh-huh. this is and and for them to be like, you know, for the one brother saying, I don't listen to a hologram. Come on, I'm we're gonna we're gonna figure this out together. It's like, yes, you know, I don't want there to be family angst between these guys, other than just what happens with brothers every now and again, you know. Yeah, don't go for the cheap angst. Right. Like, come up with some interesting angst. Yeah. You could still have them have, like you said, like, you can have them, you know, one be, you know, have feelings towards the other because one's powered, one's not. You can do right. that, but don't do the cheap way. Well, and to be fair, they did a little bit of that. You know, they did that in that second episode. They they had him say, look, I did all this for you. You've always been a, you know, like, it's like, okay, Good, you had it out with one another, but you did something that never happens in these movies or these TV shows. You talked it out. Yeah, you, know? <laughs> you communicated. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm very interested. Uh, you know, the characterization of Lana is 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 interesting to me. The to uh, Lois dealing with Morgan Edge. Um, there's just a lot about the show I think there is to like, and so I, I'm I'm going to stick with it for a while and see how it goes. Uh, know, the thing, excited. the thing about all those Arrowverse shows is, honestly, for me, um, the first few seasons I was in, but then they started kind of get repetitious, and, um, and and I don't know, I, I just kind of 
became disinterested in them, which for me to not be interested in a superhero show. That's saying something. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I like, I like Tyler Hecklin's Superman. I like what he brings to the table there. And, um, and I've, I've really kind of enjoyed it so far. So we'll see how it goes. It's no Smallville. Now it hadn't captured my heart the way Smallville did right out of the gate. No, I don't know that anything will. Like, honestly, I think Smallville was so unique and special for stuff like that. Like, I was saying to you, Steve, like, I talked to somebody last week that I told them we were doing a podcast on Smallville, and they just, like, lit up. They were like, oh, my God, it was my favorite show growing up. Yeah. Like, I feel like this show did something to those of us that watched it when it came out, watched it, you know, either when we were slightly younger or just because we were Superman fans and love following that story and hearing that story and it just did something special man like i don't know that it'll ever be duplicated yeah yeah i absolutely well said and 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 i i agree i don't know that there's anything that'll bring fan and i i don't know that society is ready for to be brought together through something like that again the way that that brought fans together and uh, from different you know from different angles too you know like you had your people like me who were superman fans you had People like I, there were other people who listened to the Starkville House of L back in the day who were just like I just like teeny drama, you know, yeah. and this and this <laughs> scratches that itch and and even more so, you know, and they, and, so, and they stuck with it through the through the science fictiony stuff. There were people there were people I knew who they would wait until the show was over and just get the DVDs, you know, once the DVD for that season came out. So they could binge it, you know. Um, Interesting. Yeah, and there were people I would never thought would have watched the show, but they did, you know. And, I'm, and so it had this weird mass appeal that I don't know of anything else like it um, around today. Because nowadays everyone, of course, also, I don't know. I have a whole thing, I guess, in my mind. It plays into social media and, and the role of social media and fandom today and that sort of thing. But um, but yeah, it, it was a special time. And honestly, honestly, honestly... I, if there were no Smallville, there'd be no Rock Out Loud. Yep. You know, I, you you wouldn't have found Geek Out Loud. You nope. know, you wouldn't have just randomly listened to the Big Honkin' Show. And nope. So yeah, so you know. <laughs> so thank you, Smallville. Yeah, I mean, like a really, a great friendship has blossomed out of this. I mean, you have a lot of friendships that blossomed out of it, but for me, a great friendship came out of you know watching Smallville and trying to being the only person that I knew that watched Smallville and having to find ways to connect with people that were into it. Yeah. And that's how I found Shu. That's how I found Gold. That's how I found Steve. Yeah, it's it's. <laughs> and now he's stuck with me. And now, yeah, here we go, and and it's fun. We have a great time and um and so and and yeah that that's smallville ladies and gentlemen that's the music of smallville we could do literally and i i'm not i don't think i'm exaggerating when i say this we could do uh probably half a dozen episodes um the music of smallville and (laughs) and and never blink an eye just because there's so much especially like i say in those first three to five seasons there's a lot of Smallville in there, so um, check it out if you haven't watched it. Give it a chance, and um, you know, I, if you really are interested, reach out to us at rockoutloudpod at gmail.com, and I may be able to put together a list of episodes that you want to watch. And you know, at least through the first season and second season, kind of skipping some of the 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 more drab things. But then there are things that people would say, "Oh, you but you missed this if you don't watch this. You missed that if you don't watch this." So, Amy Adams, big break with Smallville. So weird, yes. <laughs> so sucking the fat right out of animals. Oh god. 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps it up for us. Uh, the email is rockoutloudpod at gmail.com, rockoutloudpod at gmail.com. We are on Twitter at rockoutloudpod. We invite you to interact with us over there, as well as the Guardians of the Goliverse group, where currently, like I say, the 80s soundtrack thread is going, or the 80s mixtape thread is going, as well as anything you want to talk about that pertains to this show or the things we talk about on the show, we invite you to get a conversation started over there. We do love emails, so shoot us your emails, rockoutloudpod at gmail.com. Support the shows. Uh, by purchasing music through some of the links that will be provided in the show description at geekoutpodcast.com or just use the Amazon links that you'll find at geekoutpodcast.com and geekoutonline.com. If you're in a position to help the shows uh, through Patreon, we invite you to do that at patreon.com slash geekoutloud. That wraps it up for us. Until I'm going to go, uh, I don't know, go rub some kryptonite on myself and see if I can get some superpowers. So until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Kristen. Rock on, everybody. Rock on, guys. Bye. And was there ever any better superhero entrance thong than this? Uh, you know, no, come on. Never. Not at all. Not at all. Never, never will be again.